and welcome to The Process, a podcast about creative people and their creative processes. I'm Kevin Hoover from John Lee. I'm John uh, Lee. We are joined briefly by Lee Cox. Hello. Uh, how's it going, guys? Good. Good. We've been trapped I, in this room yeah, with each other for two hours. Very it's long. It's like, a, it's like its own bonding experience. You'll see in, in this episode, it happens again. We're yeah, all it hot. affects the episode. For sure. It I don't does. know. I don't probably in a negative way. Probably in a negative way. No, the episode's good. This is a good episode. This is the, I just mean like intro. it affects our interviewing skill. I don't know. The no second, the second half, the second half of season five is the hot, it's a hot season. It's hot. Hot, 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 hot heat. Three hots. And we join. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh man, That's, we have nothing to say. Is, someone uh, once no, pointed what do you mean? keep saying hot. No. All right. I'm just tired. I'm ready for this podcast to be over. We have two episodes left. God damn it. But Cheryl's episode is quite good. I'm oh, yeah. sure. I don't, no, it's I don't, great. I haven't right. listened That's to a good it. Shot in the dark. It's a great episode. Yeah. I'm just saying you guys yeah. are just like, this is bad. It's hard. Like, <laughs> don't be turned off at the episode. Yeah, no, by, you're right. No, it's a good just, episode. I'm dehydrated. <laughs> I, I think I just I, I'm, I, I have a lack of sleep. I need yeah, I'm water. Looking over at John. John need... just crossing th- into the next threshold of like unsanity. I, mean, I can see it in his eyes. Unsanity? Yeah. Unsanity. Uns- you're not un- insane. You're not not sane. Okay. But you're unsane. Unsane. All right. This sounds like a Alice in Wonderland <laughs> type deal. Mm-mm. All right. I don't, I'm not familiar with the reference. Okay. I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> this is why people skip uh, the intros. All right. This we'll keep well, the intro no, short. Two minutes. I want to. Yeah. We have to keep it. This. Great banter up for another five minutes. All right. Someone Why? once pointed uh-huh. out to me that uh, having back-to-back intros is not good. Um, was it was Ryan? Me? <laughs> no, it was Ryan. Okay. Well, back uh, to my back. surrogate. Imagine yeah. back-to-back backs. But um, like, like that's in this where hot, the phrase this, comes from. Yeah. <laughs> back-to-back backs in this hot room. Imagine them sticking together. I don't know. Gross. What do you think of that, Lee? Oh, I, I don't know I if this just, is a good springboard for yeah, banter. Don't. John, what do yeah. you think about two backs touching? I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I can't imagine the last time I had my back touch another back. Yeah, when was the last time? When was the last time you had your back touch another back? Yeah, this is some great you know, people, skippable material. People use that <laughs> like phrase. prime skippable material. People use that phrase talking about me behind my back. Yeah. It should be talking about me in front of my back. Discuss. What about behind, what? behind what? my back? Behind in my front. front of my oh, back. Oh, no, this like, is my oh back. My, my back faces that way. Yeah, They're right. in front of my back. No, yeah, yeah, I want I've, people. I want people talking about me behind my front. I just my, I have a headache saved now. your intro. <laughs> yeah, You're welcome. That, no, this is a great springboard. Okay, so it's behind. It's in front back. of my back. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right. Is this really blowing your mind? Yes, it is. Are you just playing this up? Yes. No. Seriously, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose sleep over this. Deserves very little credit for everything he's just said. Okay. No. What? He deserves credit. This is the best intro we've ever had. I disagree. Well, it's a low bar. Back to the back question. Yeah. Back where the gold is. Back to backs. To back. <laughs> I mean, are we supposed? Oh, our producer is telling us to wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're getting the light. We're we're supposed to do a tight four for this. Wait, intro. no. All right, we gotta. Let's all look at the clock together. How much okay. time do we have left? What? When? Three is, minutes. This is 15. what we're 
this is what you're doing for the intro? I just thought, you know, yeah. behind the scenes, this podcast is about honesty. It's about the creative process, the creative process of this podcast. Sometimes you've been in a room too long and you're real hot and dehydrated and you're tired yeah. and you just want to go to bed. Well, then listen. But you have to do an intro because the customers expect an intro. The customers? Yeah, the customer's always not, right. You're not providing that. So yeah. let's just move on. Let's I get think into my it. Last, I Who think, do we have on the show? We've already went over this. <laughs> But I'm just kind of bringing it up again so we can get into it. We have it. Cheryl Kennedy, comedian. Comedian. It was a delight to talk to Cheryl. It was a blast. We talk about puffs and we talk no, about balls. Spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's just like a, a sneak peek. It's There's a no way they can know what that is in reference to. Well, now it's going to be less surprising. It you, was the ball. The producer <laughs> is giving us the fire John signal. All right. Let's get into it. All right. And we join them in a conversation Already in progress. How do we start? I don't know. This is gonna be. We just faded. I want to. I don't know what to do. Disclaimer: with This right. is gonna be a really echoey episode because there's Why? because I, all my stuff is out in my room. <laughs> this your room looks the same. Our, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, less. it's not like drastically different. You're like it's drastically different. Bad Kevin's moving. Feng shui. Bad feng shui. Tomorrow, Kevin's moving on Sunday. 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 Yeah, I'm leaving on Sunday, probably. Or Monday. This is what but this episode's going to be about, Cheryl. Is Kevin moving? No, because that's going to be. We can talk about your process. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We have time. Are you going <laughs> to, are you available tomorrow? Yes, but I forgot I worked till nine. <sighs> so you're available so, at 9.30. At 9.30. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> Don't give me that. Okay. Give me that, give me that no, squinty no. look. No, it's no problem. It's all right. Okay. Let's, we'll cut that part out. All right. Let's fade in. I don't know how to start the podcast what do you anymore. Mean you don't know? We've just done so many podcasts. That's my, pro- that's like, that's my problem to have. I just okay. I don't know. I don't know I, how, I have this, no how this begins. What right, did you, based what on did the you, three episodes you listened to, how do you think we should start? And what did you do today? What did I do today? Um, I went to work, and <laughs> uh, oh where do you God. work? I work at Bellingham Technical College. But I'm like I'm an AmeriCorps Vista, so I'm like barely I barely actually work there. Uh, so it was like one of the like we had a Vista meeting today. So I that like AmeriCorps, we, your people from I'm doing a bad job. <laughs> start over. Let me Take start two. over. Um, AmeriCorps is like a federal program, and they okay. barely pay you. And then you why get, do you say it like that? Because it stresses it's me out. That's fucking bullshit. Program. It's because it, right. they get away with like paying you less than minimum, right? Yes, that's they, crazy. You get paid well, uh, less than minimum to do jobs that like people be, are making like fifty k doing. Right. That's like, ridiculous. Like Ugh. I saw, I was looking at um, this. Yeah, this job description from for, at like another school. And I was like, well, I do that. I do that too. And I guess it's good because it's like experience, but I'd like to make money too. Yeah. Don't but they like forgive your, your student loans? Isn't that like the main incentive? They, they give you an education award. So you gotcha. like, you get like $5,000 at the end of the year to right. put towards student loans. So that is. I mean, good. it's something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's still not. Yeah. Yeah. Universal yeah. basic income. That's yeah. how we're gonna start. That's this how, episode. Gonna, that's how we so start podcast. Did now. we? Did, or did we start already? We started already. Yeah. I don't know. We can fade in. We're gonna fade in on universal basic income. <laughs> no, okay. I'll, get, I'll get some of that. Yeah. I'll get some, yeah. Yeah, some, some podcasting we goals. We, we're, okay. we're, we got the timer yeah. going. We got so the, the first act. We just talk about good. what you do, and you do stand up comedy. <laughs> you do anything else? 
Uh, like creatively? Well, I go back and forth. Like I, but stand up is the only thing I've done. Like uh, I've stuck with for uh-huh. longer than a few months. So right. I mean, how long have you been doing it? Only like a year and a half or so. Okay, something like that. But that's like the longest I've ever done stuck with anything because I have a lot of like interests to do. You know, I was into pottery for a while, and then nice. I switched to like watercolors because I thought I could be that fancy. <laughs> so, <laughs> what draws you to stand-up comedy then? It, it's um, a lot easier for I me. Thought you were just gonna say a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's just. A I mean, lot. it is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> Um, but it's easier for me. I feel like it it came more naturally, and it also um, was something that I felt like I could uh, get better at. I never really felt like I could get better at like drawing. I just didn't think my hands would do the things I wanted yeah, yeah. to do. I know what you. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of. I've thing. always when I even at like a young age drawing, I was just like, this is just a, a natural born talent. And I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, me and too. They're like you're in first grade, just you're supposed to draw. I'm like, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm meant to be something else than this. <laughs> I didn't like it. Anyway, <laughs> well, what what was the what made you want to try it? Like, what was the first like? Why yeah, did you get get up there for the first time? Um, it took me a really long time to get up there for the first time. I yeah. Can you tell us when you decided you wanted to do it, and then how long it took you to to get on stage? I'd say it was a year or, or maybe a little bit more, yeah. but about a it's year. It's a long time for people. They're like, I think I'm funny. I could do stand up, and then yeah. like two years go by, and they're like. I could probably do that. Like, yeah. It takes up a lot of courage yeah. just, to, just to even consider doing it. Well, and, and how did you work up to doing that? Like, what was... Well... Like, I lose. <laughs> a lot, the main barrier was that I was like, I don't know anybody. Like, I'm just going to come mm-hmm. in and I'm not like... I... Yeah. I... Okay. Let me start. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I wanted to do it when I was in high school for a while. And then... Um, I didn't think I was funny enough, and also people were kind of giving me a little bit of that feedback of like, well, I don't know, like, oh I don't really? Think, like, oh, I don't yeah. think people get it, you know, that kind of thing. Oh. And um, wait, like your friends or your family were just, you're like, okay, I could do, I could write jokes, and your friends are like, um, I don't, okay, that's that's well, interesting. not not all friends, okay, fake friends, fake okay? friends, okay. <laughs> so I don't want them to think that like whatever. Gotcha. But um, no, people would kind of be like, well, I. I Guess I could see it, you know. All right, and, not giving you the the devil thumbs up there. All right, yeah, which is fine. I don't need that. Right. Uh, <laughs> it only took me a few years after that to, yeah. to get on stage. And so I think I kind of forgot about it. Uh-huh. And then once I started going to Western and started working at Whole Foods, I met Ryan and he Ryan Cudahy, who was right. on your friend of the friend show. Of the show. Friend of the Actually, show on let me, the thing. Really quick, it says on this yeah. card, I have to dedicate the show to Ryan Cudahy. <laughs> that's because that's why. It's written on the card. All right. Well, anyway, 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 I met I met him and I was like, well, he does it and like people so that means that people do that. Like just oh, yeah, okay. people I thought who, that was going somewhere insulting. I thought you were like, <laughs> he, well, if he, he does do it, it, yeah. Anyone no, 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 can do it. No, it was just more like uh putting like a human face okay. to it yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. um So you slap a Ryan Cudahy face onto the idea of stand up and you're like, All right. And I was like, Maybe it's doable. Yeah. But then okay. it took like a year after that. And <laughs> oh, then, another year. Okay. Yeah. And of like just like listening to stand up more because I listened a lot in high school and stuff. And then I kind of fell out of it and was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. Right. And then, uh, yeah, started listening to it a lot more and then trying to find people that sounded a little more 
like me, I guess. Right. If that makes sense. Like who? And, yeah. Like I, um, I listened to a lot of um, the podcast Two Dope Queens, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so then they showcase a lot of different comedians. And the one that I uh, resonated with the most, I guess, was Aparna Nanchurla. Okay. Yeah, no, she yeah, got yeah. a good Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's how I, I know. Everyone. Yeah. So, um, and I felt like I was like, oh my god, like those jokes are tangible for me. If that makes sense, right. like that's something that I similar to the kind of way that I yeah, think you're like, talk. oh, that's kind of what I'm going for, and audiences are responding to it, so that like affirms yeah your joke writing process. Yeah. And so I guess that's kind of where I was like, okay, well, maybe. And then... Tell us about your first time. Oh, my God. Uh, where was it? It was at <laughs> the Green Frog, which is now the Firefly. Yeah. And... Can you tell us about what the jokes you did? Do uh, they still hold up? Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess. I mean, they're not that old. Like, I would use them. Um, I talked a lot of... It was very self-deprecating. Uh, talked a lot about... Just, like, being single, and I talked about, like, Tinder and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember it going really well, and I was really surprised. Yeah. Um, and it felt really good. And then my back hurt for, like, a week after because <laughs> I was so stressed. Was it correlated because you were stressed yeah. out? Yeah. Oh. You're like, oh, I'm too old for this. I, I waited too long. I've, yeah. I've gotten this thing before where, like, after the stressful thing happens, that's when my back starts to hurt because I was, like, so tensed up. And then yeah. all of a sudden really? it, like, relaxes, and then my back is just, like, you're in hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was pretty okay. much yeah. what it was. And that's so weird. Um, yeah, because being up there wasn't even the bad part. It was just mm-hmm. the buildup and of right. like waiting. Absolutely. I was yeah. going like fifteenth or oh something. My God, so I was just like you're waiting and you get waiting. There early and you're like, and they just wait fourteen bad comedians later. Yeah, and was even, it like a responsive crowd? Pretty responsive crowd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for okay. sure. I don't remember how anybody else did that night because right. I was so in my head. I wasn't yeah. even there. Right. Um, and like. I remember oh, it was before email sign up, so you'd have right. to go there like an hour, yes, you gotta, hour like, and a half camp out early. The night before, and, like, yeah. Yeah. And so it was like two hours of waiting and then three <laughs> and a half minutes of me talking and it went well, but like I was like, God, is it worth it? Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh I think I get nervous about like half halfway through the day, about like lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, feels a little silly because it's like even before like just an open mic or something. But I think that the stakes are that if I'm at an open mic, that means I'm trying something new. Right. Right. Yeah. But if I'm like doing 10 minutes or whatever, I'm nervous because it's a new place and people are expecting me to do well. And even though it's not new stuff, it's still like I was asked to be on it. So I expect I'm expected to do well. So you get nervous, the same amount of nervous, but for different reasons. Yeah. Going to a new place, no matter what, I feel like is nerve wracking, especially if you're traveling for it. You like drive an hour and you get there and it's like, oh, this is, you're like, oh, this like, where's the stage? And they're like, over there. And they just like point to some mic in the corner. You're like, oh, I drove here for this. Yeah. Yeah. That's always nerve wracking. Yeah, to me, sometimes uh, <coughs> traveling for shows and like, I don't know, it's almost like less, the stakes feel lower to me because it's like, all right, this is like, I don't care. <laughs> no care. one knows me out yeah, here. Yeah, well, no one knows yeah. me out here. And like, 
like, I don't know, with improv gigs, you're just like, okay, well, this could be anything. I have no right. idea how this goes, but I don't care because I'll never be back here. Do you, do you feel that way, or do you feel like the stakes are higher when you're, like, going out It's got to be harder because the networking with stand-up is... Yes. That's, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. So uh, I am terrible at the networking part of it. I really think I am, and I, I hate that part of it, yeah. I think, just because I get so nervous. Um, it's not a skill you anticipate wanting to develop. Because at first you're like, I'm just writing jokes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, now i got to smooth up to, like, yeah. bookers and stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh, I just can't. I just want to slink into the shadows after my set and not talk to anyone. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel the same way as you, Kevin, when you're talking about, like, I, I'm i not stressed because no one knows me there. And right, I can just right. leave and I can just do old, old, old jokes right. and, that I can say in my sleep. But then I... I'm nervous about all of the other aspects of walking in. I don't know who to talk to. I don't oh, know yeah. how to sign up. I don't know. Where's the bathroom? Yeah, I don't know where the bathroom is. <laughs> that stresses me out. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I'm going to have to ask someone where the bathroom is. Yeah. I'm like, what if I fuck that conversation? Right. <laughs> yeah. So all of that stuff bothers me. Yeah. No, totally. uh, what's your policy on trying out new stuff? Is it... If you try out like a brand new joke and it doesn't do well, are you gonna try it like another three times to like make sure, or are you just like screw it? I'm not feeling that pain ever again. I'm not bringing this up. Yeah, I'm. I'm really bad with that actually because I I know that a lot of folks say it's like the you know you do it three times or whatever, but uh, I can't do that. Like if I, I do not do I one and done. That's, yeah. yeah. If I did poorly. Even if I think that it has potential and I'm like, oh, it's a bad crowd or whatever right. I tell myself, yeah. I'll still not feel comfortable doing it yeah. again. It's probably, I just don't feel that attached to my jokes. So, like, if it's bad, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. There's another one coming. Like, I didn't, I guess, like, if it's bad, in retrospect, I'm like, I guess I didn't work that hard on it. Like, yeah. It makes me realize that, like, this is, this is actually, <laughs> just, yeah. I'm just thinking of this, but with sex. <laughs> <laughs> Give it three tries. If it was a bad, if it was a bad audience, you know, you try it again. Uh, do you do you workshop your jokes with other comics or? I used to a lot more when I was going to Western because uh-huh. they had the stand up comedy club, yeah. and I would go to that. Right, a and really intimidating thing, in my opinion. I think they, the stand up comedy club, or any sort of workshopping, sometimes is framed as like, oh, if you're new. Try out your jokes. And then you get there and you're like, it's like, okay, perform your jokes in front of these critical people. And you're like, oh, I didn't realize it was this intense. But anyway. Yeah, I felt comfortable after like five times going yeah. there. Maybe even more. Right. Um, because I would, I'm not the type of person to like assert myself at all. So I'd let everybody <laughs> like tell their joke, like talk, talk about their premises, like mm-hmm. on and on and on right. until like. Until that anyone else? <laughs> yeah, until that anyone else, and I still wouldn't even right. do it. Right, and then right. at the very end, I'd have to wait until, like, someone would be like, Cheryl, did you have anything? Why are you here? <laughs> and then that's when I'll feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, well, guns is There should be a club where you just roast. It's like a separate club where you roast all the people who go to stand-up club. <laughs> they are workshopping this joke. <laughs> no overlap, except for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I need to that's start. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't workshop anymore? Um, I not as much. Uh, I mean, I talk with Ryan and Lee about jokes. Right. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> wow. Um, so how, how do you how do you like self edit your jokes? Then you just like 
go on stage and let them fly or? I guess lately I've been letting them fly a little more. Yeah. A little more. Um, I've gotten, there was a weird time where I didn't do stand up for like a month or maybe more, maybe a month or two. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was on a show that I'd like volunteered for months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I have like, damn, I have to do it. And then it just like springboarded me into like doing better. Yeah. And I think it made me a little more comfortable with just writing something the day before, because before that, when I first started, I would like take hours and hours. Yeah. Like, and set aside that time to like write. Right. And, um, and not do it until it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And then now, um, or at least lately, it's been, I've been more comfortable writing it the day before or the day of, which is uh, pretty different for me. Mm-hmm. And it does feel good. Uh, um, where do you get inspiration for your jokes? Like, especially ones that you're just writing right now. Like, where, is it just like as you're going about your day or is it more like you think back on like experiences you've had? So it's more going about my day. Okay. It's pretty recent, like, jo- like jokes are pretty much like this happened to me yesterday or this happened to mm-hmm. me last week kind of kind of thing. Um, I would like to think back to old experiences because mm-hmm. there's so much of my life that I wasn't writing jokes during that part. And I can but but I've been using Twitter since 2009. So okay. I, can kind of, <laughs> I can kind of go back and look at some of those things and those thoughts and experiences and uh-huh. like pilfer from that. I just been, nice. I've just been too lazy, right. but I've thought <laughs> You've been about planting it. seeds since 2009. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been using Twitter since 2009. I like that. Um, I just think of who am I going to fuck before this plane goes down? Because <laughs> I love that joke so much. I think about it all the time. Really? Yeah. I thought about that because that's what I do think about when I'm yeah, on a plane. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. Am I the... Well, because like, everybody wants, like, an attractive person to sit next to them on a plane. Right, yeah. Or a train or whatever, right. just because it's, cause... like, movies. Oh, I right. disagree because it stresses me out. I'm like, I'm going to, I don't want, like, it just it makes me nervous. Like, right. even if I'm yeah. like, not attracted, even if it's, like, a hot person that I'm not attracted to, right. or I'm uh-huh. just, like, they're they're in the hot category of person, right. I'm just, I'm, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, no, I resonate with both of that, yeah. But... I want it, I want them to be an attractive person, yes, because of movies. Yeah. And then also, I'm part, part of the movie where, like, I'm the nerd and I embarrass myself, so. Yeah, I think <coughs> that, I think that I just want it to be, like, a rom-com where they, like. It's a meet cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, think I'm, <laughs> they, like, think I'm special, even, th- and they're, like, projecting a lot of stuff onto me, and I <laughs> really have fun with that. And then I get to project a bunch of stuff on, like, yeah. onto them, and yeah. it's just, like, entertainment the entire flight. <laughs> we don't even have to, like, accidentally touch or anything. There's right. enough going on in my yes. brain. So. But if you sit next to a nor- normie? Is that what normie? the cool kids oh, call it? no. Normie. I'm saying oh, it John. on the show. Normie. It's cringy when you do it. Is it? Yeah. I think it's just cringy no. when anyone does it. I prefer you have to say it. With the, you have to say it with the right amount of irony, which is like a very little bit about. I prefer to uh, call I them to make uggos. Fun of you. What? I prefer eggos? To, no uggos. Oh, okay. okay. I'm like, just I don't get it. Everyone's like, beautiful. Let go my ego. <laughs> okay, it's very warm and is is yeah, like it is like impeding hot. on my question asking abilities, but I'm gonna power through it. So if you. I'm, I don't know. I think just think of it like a sauna. You're in a sauna, yeah. Okay. It, but it's like good for your pores. <laughs> except this is probably is okay. less good for your pores. All right, and less enjoyable. 
It's good. And I less... hate saunas. This is more enjoyable than <laughs> okay. a sauna for me. Okay. So. All right. Think of it as a hot room while you're doing a podcast then. Not as a sauna. Then it'll be more enjoyable. So where do you see, uh, <laughs> uh, what are your like next steps? Cause like, uh, you've been, you've now like, you know, been doing this for a while. So like what, what in your mind is like the next step for like stand up comedy, I guess in, in your path? I don't know. I have no idea. So I get so nervous about it still. And, mm-hmm. um, I go through waves of, I love it and I am like scared of it. <laughs> yeah. And so when I'm in the period of, I'm scared of it, it's like. I don't really set any goals, but then when I come back, I like, I feel like I have a lot of goals. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a <laughs> explaining, no, and I'm trying to figure out where I'm at right now. I think I just am coming down from a a peak of like doing a lot of shows mm-hmm. and everything. And before that, my goal was to, you know, um, do longer sets. Right, that was right. pretty much it. Right, and. And then that all came just within, like, the last, like, two months of being able to do, like, 10 and 20-minute sets. And that feels good. And I'm still kind of riding that right now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, like, I guess a goal would be to travel more, for Uh sure. Go to Seattle more. Um, Um, Can you speak to, like, the competitive side of comedy? Does that fuel your motivation at all? Or does it – is that an underlying feeling you have in any of this? Uh, I am not, I've never been a competitive person. So right. the competitive side of comedy makes me actually super uncomfortable and as it should, it's yeah, dumb. It's dumb. weird, but there is like this weird, like beauty pageant aspect to it where it's like, yeah, we all support each other, but I'm, I'm secretly hoping that you trip when you get up there. Right? Yeah. Like, cause well, there could no, be I someone do. in the crowd that like, yeah. like is booking something. Right. So, yeah. No, I do yeah. feel it. Like I feel it in a room where like. I didn't do super well. And then the person mm-hmm. goes up after me and they're they doing it. great. And yeah. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> Those are hack jokes. Yeah. And so I feel it in that way. Um, but I don't feel it in the way of like this person's doing more than me. Like I can get that way. But if I tend, if I like really let myself get into that way, it can be really self-destructive and I won't want to do stand up yeah. like ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think will, that's when I get into like the low points. Right. I will definitely spiral when someone I don't like personally does well. Mm. <laughs> I just, uh, I get like super in my <laughs> head. I'm just like, oh, so-and-so did well. Obviously for these, because he invited his friends, didn't invite his friends. But, or just like, I just like, I'm like, there, there can't be a reason. It's not, it's not his talent. It can't be his talent. Like it's gotta be like, there, there were some drunk people in the front, and that's why they laughed. And like, I just get super destructive, and it's it's terrible. But yeah, it is it is weird. Like you don't consider I, I've never considered myself a competitive person, but like the the art form itself <coughs> naturally breeds that. Like no matter what. Yeah. Um. What what sort of advice would you give yourself? now that you've done stand up for like a little while, to like Cheryl, like who's just starting out. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's the advice. It's like, I still don't. You still haven't figured it out. Yeah, I still don't really know, but, uh, but keep doing it because you do like, I like this is me talking to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even though you don't know what you're doing, you still won't in like a year, <laughs> but keep doing it because it aspects of it bring you joy. All right. And I want to, I want to now like, like, I want to make this connection yeah. to audience. Uh huh. 
Cheryl was talking to herself, but really you can be like, she's talking to me. Oh yeah. my. So, oh, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Like crazy. Like, no, I just wanted to see what it would look it. like bring you some if joy. Cheryl talked to herself. Well, yeah. That's why I asked that question. Also, the weirdest part was how Cheryl's past self appe- like appeared and materialized. That was weird. That's why we have a microphone. Yeah, you didn't yeah. notice that yeah. part. Look at her. She looks the same. She looks pretty much the same. I'm going to be looking 19 year olds, years old forever, honestly. Oh, I was talking about how Spider-Man is better than Thor. No, it's not. <laughs> That's untrue. All right, act two. No, John, what did you uh, say? I was just saying I don't want Kevin to leave, Aww. and I'm stressed out about it. You're stressed? Yes. Why are you what st- am I going to do without you? <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to have two microphones? Uh, be an idiot? God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding you back, John. I'm going to continue the process, but I'm going to just imitate. I'm holding you back. You. I'm just going to imitate you. No, don't do I, that. I'll do like ask my normal boring questions, and then I'll like pretend to be you for, all right. for everything for all, for all for all the quote unquote derailing. How do we do. know you're not doing that right now? <laughs> seamless. Ooh. Like this episode. It's a seamless transition. This episode is releasing Psych. after I'm in yeah. San Jose, which means... Kevin, Kevin moved Ooh. a year ago. All, all of season four. <laughs> it's just wow. me. Crazy. Crazy. Welcome to the heavy act. Welcome to the heavy act. <laughs> Welcome to the dark. The dark. Act. We get the mysterious act. It's not, I don't think it's mysterious. I don't think we leave any... I don't think we titillate the mind. In any way. Certainly, <coughs> I feel titillated. All right, we titillate a mind. Yes, which is <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying it, because I was thinking it, but I'm glad you, you said, said it. You said it like three times. Yeah, titillate, four times. Ooh. All right, we always start with the same question. Do we? But we haven't done that in the last, like, five episodes. No, it's all right, we can start with that. All right, that, that how question. old are you? That's not, that's not how we start. That's not how we start. <laughs> but how old are you? Uh, I'm 24. 24. I'm 25. I'm 26. Whoa. <laughs> old piece. That's, I'm just kidding. Man. How does it feel to be 24? This is not how we started. I'm fine? sorry. Fine? I don't All know. Right. All right. Okay. It we really, fine. We really started with, where were you born? I was born in 1994. Do you want the... No, where? Where were you <laughs> oh, born? Oh, oh, oh. I was like, where's 1994? Like, yeah, we're trying to get very specific with age. Um, that's our new thing. <laughs> I was like, are they going to ask for my sign? <laughs> so I don't... Okay. Your social security number? Um, I was born in Seattle, but then I grew up in Linwood. So that's like 20 minutes north of Seattle, like a suburb. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have any siblings? No. Only child? I'm an only child. Do you wish never? you had siblings? Are you that kind of only child, or are you happy you don't have siblings? I don't know. It depends on when... Because if you asked me when I was, like, 
10 I'd be like I need siblings yeah. like I need them but now I'm like it's fine and I think it's gonna come back to me when I'm like old and you get that inheritance money you don't have to split it yeah I feel that that's what every only child thinks about I was gonna say like like I was gonna say like I need to take shifts of like taking care of my mom oh yeah cause that's like um, something I'm gonna have to do someday and I'm not oh not that I'm not looking forward to it, but right, I'd like right. to share the wealth. Oh no, it's great! I never have to call home. My parents miss me all the time, the but they they like get the attention of my my siblings. So it's like I can just be up here doing my own thing and ignore right. everything yeah. and be very selfish, yeah. and no one pays attention to it. I'd like to be compared to, I guess, <laughs> like I because like I don't know. Okay. I need a sibling to do worse than yeah. me, you know, yeah. <laughs> so oh, that I, I can get that comparison going. That's true. Um, yeah. I... Okay, I never would have guessed that you're an only child. Well, what's your ethnicity? Um, I am Filipino and white. And white? <laughs> I, well, because I don't, I'm trying to work away from saying half Filipino, half white. I've said right. half my no, whole life. I just and thought I you were going like. to say another country. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. That's the only thing. My dad's side's all from like New Jersey gotcha. and Pennsylvania, yeah, generations yeah. and generations of New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Gotcha. So gotcha. it's white. Okay. The only reason I say that is because like, and I'm just going to get into into the birth order thing again, because that's apparently the only thing I care about. Yeah. But, like, only children typically are, like, kind of... Oh, it's going to sound so bad, but they're generally, like, self-centered. Like, they don't know that they're self-centered because they're just so used to getting their way. Yeah. But then, like, only children who grew up in an Asian household are, like, very, very reserved. Just because, like, <laughs> their parents were so hard on them. Yeah. And it's yeah. sort of like, oh, I want... So just like you were saying, like, I want a sibling to, be compa- to do worse than me to, like... Yeah, take some of the, the weight off me. So that's the yeah. only reason. <clears throat> oh, totally. Yeah. Was it, what what kind of, what was your, I don't know how to ask the question. I don't know. You, say you ask it. Yeah, you yeah, ask what it. Was your, oh my God, my poster's falling off. <laughs> it's a and sign. Moved, oh it's my a God. Sign. It hasn't done that. My poster is just like miraculously melted off the wall. It knows it's time. It knows it's time. Oh, I got to go oh, grab man. that. Oh God. Wow. What a moment. What, End of what an poster era. is it? Oh, it's, it's uh, a Pokemon poster. Oh, Pokemon. Oh my yeah. God. No, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, it's my Pokemon through the years. Oh my. It's, That's a good one. You know, symbolic. It's a timeline All of the right. Pokemon games. You had to, like, pre-order both X and Y to get it, but I just bought it at Reset Games for, like, $6. All right. So nice. we just proved it's yeah. a god. Uh, <laughs> yep, and okay. it's a Pokemon, and it's a Pokemon timeline. It's, it's, it's the Pokemon god. <sighs> uh, so you asked the question, because I don't know how to ask oh, the question. Oh, yeah, like, so what was your home life, like, growing up? I don't know and, why like, I can't articulate. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so my home life, my uh, parents worked a lot. They worked a lot, like, uh, full-time and then <coughs> overtime, and then they both, um, like, commuted for work. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't go to, like, daycare or anything. I went to my aunt's house, gotcha. um, and my aunt also her house was also in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time by myself and gotcha. with old people. <laughs> uh-huh. okay. how, do you, how do you think that's impacted you? shaping? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I think that that's part of, like, why I live a lot in my head and uh-huh. am pretty, like, it's creative. Uh, mm-hmm. Creative, if you say. Um, because right, well, I spend, not, you know, don't yeah. go too far. Yeah. Yeah, I know, that's the thing. I don't want to be presumptuous. That's, I feel like creative is like, yeah. you can say that. Like, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't mean to brag, but I'm creative. Pretty creative. Yeah. No, yeah. but because uh, I spend so much time just like, talking with old people and old people with dementia. So it was like, 
it was like they were living in a world and I kind of had to just follow along with it and that's right. how we would right. communicate and that was fine for like a kid because I was like there's a train cool right. like, yeah. this, like I get it yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a train right. like it was just very easy to say yes to whatever right. they were saying and so that was um interesting and it was I remember liking it at sometimes but then also just getting really like really lonely other times right. and and all that so um, how long did you have to like do that well i guess since like bef- well i don't know like all throughout elementary school uh-huh. younger including and then a little bit in middle school and then that's when i started to be able to like stay at home by myself right so so if you had one like invite a friend over to hang out you couldn't like bring them over to like the old folks home right i could i okay. did i did that a few times and it, w- it worked out because they had a big basement so gotcha. we could hang out in the basement and like play and we could have our <clears throat> own time right and so that was that was fine okay but um oh. it didn't happen very often though mm-hmm. yeah were you super shy growing up yes and still okay. am okay right. yeah <laughs> what, what kind of what kind of kid were you in like middle school and high school Oh, in middle school, um, I was like really emo, and I <laughs> nice. I was oh my god, I was obsessed like, like with headphones always in kind of kid. Well, so here's the thing: I would uh, put my headphones in my sweatshirt and through my glove. Yes, oh, cool, skele- classic, classic. And you, and, you, and you lean on your wrist. Yes. Okay. You lean on your wrist, <laughs> and I want to add that it was a skeleton glove, so <laughs> a skeleton like bones on the oh, cool. <laughs> on the hand. And um, I had like all my chemical romance, like <laughs> yes, t shirt, sweatshirt, like, nice. beanie, everything. Just and like hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's and so I big. wanted to wear it for like picture day and stuff, which really pissed my mom off right. and all that. Um, and like she told me recently that like my aunt would like make fun of me when I wasn't looking yeah. and like put her hair in front of her eyes and be like, oh, I'm so I'm sad. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh God. They're ruthless, but All right. um, um, okay. I want to hear your your opinions on that Star Wars movies in the third act. Uh, not yet. Okay. Not okay. Yet. Were you were you emo throughout high school too? No, I kind of I kind of toned it down a little bit. Uh, yeah. Like one article or clothing <laughs> d- reserved for I, yeah. my chemical romance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was kind of how it went. I like added in one color. I didn't because I really didn't want to change because I was really holding on to the like the it's not a phase thing. Yeah. And so I kind of oh, had really? to slowly. Yeah. I had to slowly phase out of it. Where, like, in ninth grade, I would still dress kind of emo, but I, like, didn't, you know, I didn't wear all the, like, eye makeup anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, things started getting a little tamer. Um, but in high school, I did, like, I did theater and everything. And so I... What drew you to that? What draws what draws shy kids to theater? My friends were in it. And, gotcha. like, I didn't have, like, I wasn't, like, super popular or anything, so Uh I felt like this was, like, where I could feel super popular Mm because all my friends were in one class. Right. And so that's kind of what did it. And and it just felt like we were playing around all the time, and that was Like the fear of getting up in front of people didn't stop you? Um, Or was it like, oh, I could do lighting? Exactly. Because I didn't, yeah, I wouldn't, like, perform that often because I just didn't think I was a very good actor. Mm -hmm. Um. Because we, like, do, like, improv and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I had fun with that. But sometimes it made me super anxious. And now it makes me super anxious. Right. Um, 
But when it was the right environment and I was comfortable, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then when that would translate to like, like actually memorizing a script and like, like acting like another person, I just was really uncomfortable and right. not good at it. <laughs> right. Um, but I think that was what the barrier was for me there, not necessarily being on stage. Mm-hmm. So I think that's with like with with stand up, it's kind of nice because it's my own thoughts. Right. I'm being uh, an exaggerated version or really just a true version right. mm-hmm. of myself. Right. Um, and so that feels a little more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stand up is this <clears throat> this nice medium because like you like for myself, <clears throat> I'm like not comfortable being myself just at, at any time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then then you're like, oh, go into theater and pretend to be somebody else. I'm like, no, don't want to do that either. Yeah. And then stand up. Stand up is literally like going on stage and putting a mask of just your you're also your face yeah. <laughs> over your face. And so it's this weird in between ish thing. I don't know. I remember a few coworkers saw me at, uh, at an open mic one time and afterwards they said something kind of just like, I never would have guessed like <clears throat> that that didn't seem like you at all. Right. And I was like, it's <laughs> funny because that, yeah, yeah. he's like, that's real me. You're but like, I mean, this, this is my mask that yeah. I'm wearing now. <laughs> oh, yeah. S- still emo in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop delaying your system update. Yeah, we lost. Well, whatever. No, that system update. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I, well, I, I delayed it, and then I, like, did it, and then... I don't want to get it. Right. Like I did. Uh, so <laughs> we lost, like, one minute of audio. I'm going to try and pick up where I left off. All right, Here all right. we go. I'm it's an gonna improviser. be inorganic. <laughs> inorganic, first of all. Second of all, I can do <laughs> what it, What did John. I say? Unorganic? Yeah. Inorganic. Inorganic. It's going to be un-inorganic. I mean, the point of language is to communicate, so I knew what you meant. Yeah, you can't but, be wrong with language. Uh, you were wrong, but... What? You can't, you can't be, wrong. be wrong with all language, right, doesn't matter. says Kevin. What I was going to say is... And we've said it. We, anyways, uh, I I like to invite people to see me perform because I think it's a vulnerable experience, and I think that it's like easier for me to be honest on stage. And so if I'm like more of an acquaintance with someone, it's like okay, this is like the the doorway into like my heart. This is the doorway into being a deeper level of friendship with me. Now, that was a little bit better. Oh, that, I don't know no, if it was yeah, better. yeah. But it was that, a that was a that was a, that was a better was like, way to John say. John was like, I hate it. I hate it when I know people in the audience. I like it when I look around. I don't know anybody. <laughs> That's my John. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we tried to recreate that moment. Right, especially we, if you cut yeah. the last part out. And then we got into a tangent that I decided to cut. All right. But we're back. Okay. How, how do you feel about inviting people to shows? Um, I don't like to do it, but I will do it sometimes just because I want, because people are, people will be like, Oh, I want to see you, you know, right, and I'm yeah. like, okay, you get to see me one time and it's in this context only. So I'll invite you. So I'll like invite them to like things like a Planned Parenthood benefit. I invited mm-hmm. like a, a bunch of my friends to that. On, right. And like, um, because yeah, it's more of a controlled, it feels like more a controlled environment and I know what I'm going right, to do. Right. I don't, I don't want them to just like show up to an open mic. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. No. Oh, when they just like pop up unexpectedly. Oh no. I don't I just... like that. I go home. Oh, it, it is rough. Though. Like the the one time my parents got to see me improvise was like a bad show. <laughs> it was like two <laughs> bad shows, and part of it was because the audience was so small. Uh-huh. And it was oh. just like it's like the kind of thing of like <clears throat> I promise that like yeah. I'm better than this. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it's not. This is like a a low roll. Like I could this could have gotten a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, if I don't do like amazing, I don't yeah. want to have to come off stage and have them be like. 
oh, like you did it great. Was, yeah, and I'm like, no, it, totally. it can be so much better. And like, yeah. you were here for just a regular old time, and yeah. I don't know, I just. <laughs> I People are, like, it. pretty intrusive, too, when they're just like, hey, you should joke about this. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Why are yeah. you trying to write for me? Like, yeah. they're just, I don't know, they take, they say whatever they want. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, it's, it's always rough because, like, I want to get their feedback because, like, I know even they're going to lie to me and say it was good, but I can read them. But if they, I read them and it seems like they didn't like it, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know no matter what, pretty much people are always going to be like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. John, I hope you don't do that to me. I want to hear the cold, hard truth when I have a bad set. Um, I I would tell you the truth. Good, thank yeah. God. Yeah, I have a very I, I I give great feedback. I feel like when people give me feedback or they like give me suggestions for what mm-hmm. I should joke about, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like they just they just want to do it themselves. Yeah, and they just yeah. want to like you know be part of it. And yeah, I'm like, why don't right. you go up there? It's like the <laughs> yes. same process. You yeah, sign up no, and exactly. Go. Yeah, when they so. are giving their input, like, oh, you should have done this and this and that, it was killing them. They're like, oh, for four minutes it wasn't about me, and I was just thinking about how it could be about me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like, what it feels like. Um, so. When it comes to your comedy or just your creative side, how did the way that you were raised affect that side of you? Uh, my family all has a really good sense of humor, I would Uh think. Um, My mom's side of the family, like my Filipino side of the family, like it's mostly teasing. This is like Mm -hmm. how joke, like has how they joke and how I roast. Yeah. And how (laughs) I've been like, that's what I've been, uh, what I'm used to, I guess. But I also um, was super uncomfortable with it when I was younger because I'm pretty like reserved and that's not, it's oddly enough not really how I joke as much. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Um, I'll tease a bit, but it's really when I like know somebody well. Like right. I'm not comfortable. I I couldn't do a roast. I don't think. I, right. I remember I had a dream because we were thinking about doing a roast or something, uh-huh. and I had a. Oh, we should have done a roast of you for you. No, no. Anyway, anyway, no. Anyway. I don't. It's not too late. No, it's not too late. There's like one right. The third act. <laughs> no one, who would come out to that? The third act no of this episode will be a roast of you. All right. Okay. All right. You, dream, um, you had a dream about a roast. Okay, I had a dream about a roast, and like, and like, I was roasting. I was supposed to be roasting Chris Anderson, and uh-huh. all I said was, um, "How do you cut hair? You don't even have a crab claw." <laughs> <laughs> and like that That's was a like point. the good best. Good point. How do you cut hair? You don't even have a crab claw. <laughs> that was like the best <clears throat> I could come up with in my dream, <laughs> and so I don't think I could do any better like in real life. That's so a, I think it's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't. I mean, have, it's a very Kevin <laughs> John. Very John Lee's <laughs> roast. It was hard because I could. It was easy to roast everybody except John. <laughs> Were you there for that? No, okay. I don't. No, I know I wasn't there, but I heard right. Taylor. Uh, so we're just, I'm just gonna say the way, same way it's always been said. Do you have you dealt with uh, depression and or anxiety, and if so, how has that affected you creatively slash your creative process? Yeah. So okay, here's the question. I didn't prepare an answer, but I'm gonna. <laughs> but I'm you gonna, knew the question was coming. Yeah, but okay, I'm gonna answer it the best. <laughs> way I can. So anxiety has been uh, definitely prevalent throughout my (coughs) life and still is. Um, And depression, I honestly don't know. I have a bit of like, uh, I I guess, anxiety about whether I have depression or not. (laughs) Is that dumb? Is that dumb? But like, I I get that. Yeah. Well, well, um, I definitely felt it um 
when I first moved to Bellingham, I think, uh, it, it was, yeah, it was just like a very tough time and, and felt super lonely. And I think that when I feel lonely, I tend to make, like create more. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I mean, if we're thinking about childhood, like that could go back to when I was feeling lonely in that old folks home, (laughs) probably (laughs) doing a lot of creative work or mental work, whatever imaginative. And, um, so I think that there's a correlation in, in that respect. Um, and then I talk a lot about or a bit about like imposter syndrome in in some of the jokes I've written where it's like I don't think I've actually completed something like I don't think that I've actually been successful at the mm-hmm. things that I have been and so I think that in a way that also translates to um like anxiety and depression where I'm like this isn't real this isn't really happening like yeah. those things happen um to like I, I kind of just question the symptoms and I question everything about it. And um Wait, so when something like good happens that you do, you're like, oh that that isn't real? That isn't real. Okay. And then I also question when something bad happens. I'm like, that's not bad enough. Yeah. For it oh. to be. Does that make sense? Like yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally yeah. makes sense. Oh, I My feel that. Wife is the same way. Uh, she attributes all of her successes to luck. Yes. And then all of the failures to like reality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, and, I, I, yeah, I definitely <laughs> feel that for sure. Yeah. I didn't know that had a name. What was, what was it? What did you Imposter say? Syndrome. Imposter, Imposter syndrome. syndrome. All right. Learning stuff. And, um, and I also attribute that to comedy where like, if I have a good set, that's standard. Like that's what I should right. have been doing. Right. And so, uh, I can't congratulate myself. I can't feel good right. about mm-hmm. it. Um, and I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to like celebrate when I do a good job. Right. Um, and I am like, no, but you went up there to do a good job. So, yeah. you know, right. What? Like, yeah, that's, that's do you, hard. Do you see that at all? Like, like bleed over into your life. Cause I know for me, like I just attribute anything, any mistake I make is like, a, is like a, is something I could have prevented. Like anything it's like, I knew better. Like I could have prevented that. Or like anytime I do anything like of merit or anything, I'm always just like, like, no, that's the bare minimum as like, requirement for being a decent human being yes. right. you met the bare minimum requirement right. you don't get to feel good for this and then yeah if you fuck up it's like my fault i don't know do you yeah. feel that at all yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly how it is where it's like uh i'm responsible for every failure but right. like like what you know you were describing with aaron where it's right. like every um success is luck, is luck and every right. failure is my fault and i could have done something to <laughs> yeah, yeah. prevent it yeah that's like a lot of stress kids have with grades Mm-hmm. Where it's like you get an A, so you 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 held a ninety percent success rate, and you got an A, and mm-hmm. then you're like, great, you've just entered uh, like this group of other kids that get A's, right? Like you you've done the the bare minimum to get into like I don't know. Yeah, like as if that's what you're supposed to do. Right? Yeah, it's like you're just you're just, people get A's. You're supposed to get an A. Yeah. Right. I've written some jokes that I've never told actually, be- mm-hmm. like <clears throat> for the reason I was talking about before, where like. I don't think this is real enough. I don't think I'm being authentic enough Mm -hmm. where like I Mm. remember like I had wrote a joke about um, how like my wisdom teeth had something to do with my depression or something like that. (laughs) And I'd never told it. I never told it um, just because and like I would get super nervous about Mm -hmm. the idea of telling it um, because I was like, what if I am not depressed? What if I'm just like 
not. <laughs> and, right. and like, I'm just tired sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like all of the all of the signs point there. Right. But right, my right. brain is kind of like, no, you're fine. Yeah. Like totally. go do yoga. Gotcha. <laughs> like some bullshit. You know? No, totally. So, Eat a banana and you'll be okay. Yeah. So I think it 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 both of those things like where it, it's weird where it's like <sighs> that joke is about feeling depressed and not right. knowing where it comes from. Right, right. And so it fueled it in that way. But then the other thing of like the anxiety of like, I don't think that that was real, mm-hmm. um, hindered it and I never told it. Yeah, right. So, and I don't know if I ever will just because that's such a barrier for me. Right, right. So, okay. So, like yeah. the importance of being authentic on stage is that that's a kind of like a make or break. Yeah, type I think thing so. Okay. I think so because, um, of course, it doesn't have to be completely authentic Mm -hmm. it's exaggerated and everything but i feel comfortable enough shouting it into a microphone i feel Mm -hmm. comfortable enough um how do do you would you define as like authentic i guess that's a good question i guess things that i i know to be true that Mm -hmm. i have like a lot of proof that this actually happened. Right, right, right. And i've actually felt this way and i've specifically thought this thing um, so sort of like like a joke that could only come from you, basically, or I guess so. Yeah, yeah, and a joke that could only come from this one specific experience right, at this right, right. one specific right. time. Gotcha. And it was me, and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how so. does uh, depression, anxiety, and just like being uh, just into comedy affect your relationships, whether that be romantic or just friendships? It can be hard because when I'm feeling anxious especially socially i tend to assume that nobody is interested in um being my friend or Mm -hmm. nobody's interested in hearing if we're talking about comedy no one's interested in hearing my jokes right um or if they are interested they're pretending to be interested yeah (laughs) that's that's, yeah that's when it starts to really spiral for me i'm like they are pretending to do this and then when i ask them if they're pretending they're lying about how they're not pretending (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth yeah and kind of just spiraling of like why would anyone think that this is interesting why would Mm -hmm. anybody think that this is relevant right um about uh the things i say to my friends or the things i say on stage it's kind of it's they go together i guess and then um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship, uh-huh. right? And I think that, uh, it, I, I don't know. Like, I think that it, um, it helps to be able to be honest with somebody about this kind of thing because mm-hmm. we both tend to struggle, but with mm-hmm. similar things. Right. And so it helps to know that this person isn't going to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Whereas that fear is always present in in other friendships or relationships when gotcha. you're in that where, mindset. Where does that come from? The the fear of, of people leaving. For me? Yeah. Um I don't know. Because I don't think I have a fear of people leaving, but I make myself okay with them leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like I make I make it so I'm not too close to them. So if they were to leave, which is why I'm I'm just I'm so upset that you're leaving, <laughs> Kevin. But Aww. just like just in but in general, like I'm not I'm not saying that like oh a bunch of people left me when I was a kid, and so that's why I'm like afraid everyone's gonna leave. But yeah. I make it yeah, but, so that well, I'll never be sad. Then. Yeah, yeah. You felt loneliness though. Maybe that's where it comes from, right? Like you're yeah. You're not necessarily true. afraid of being yeah. left. You're just afraid of being lonely. 
Yeah. That's what it is. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, because I couldn't pinpoint a specific thing where, like, oh, well, this person left me or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it is just the fear of not being... Um, not being relevant, not being wanted, not mm-hmm. being, not feeling valued, I mm-hmm. guess, is yeah. what comes with someone leaving, potentially. Um, but that's, like, in more of, like, a relationship, like, mm-hmm. we're not together anymore, or a friendship where they're, where they're, we had a falling out or whatever. Right. Um, just because you're moving doesn't mean you don't <laughs> value your friends. That's, yeah. Nope. <laughs> friendship over. Yeah, podcast. I, <laughs> hit that button. Just kidding. Oh, we have a whole other act. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, before we, we wrap up, I guess like, <clears throat> yeah, for me, it's like, I just, I, I want, I guess I'm lonely. When I'm feeling lonely, it's because I feel like people don't get it or like there's no, there's no connection. So even if like someone's like, we are quote unquote close or we are like, I don't know, communicating feelings or whatever. Like, I can still have people like that in my life. And, like, I think the periods of loneliness are where, like, despite having friendships like that, I still feel like I'm disconnected from people. I think it's the worst for me when it's, like, a friend who in the past we've had that closeness and then it just, like, isn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, that just like that happens, like, when you go in and out of phases in your life or whatever. But, man, that's, like, that's the worst. That's what I'm afraid of. That is the worst. (laughs) It's, like, losing a connection that has existed in the past and, like, you know, um, that being gone is, like, devastating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you don't think about that when you are a kid or, like, I think... I remember being told when I was like 14, 15, I was like, oh, yeah, you just like won't talk to any of these people ever again when like eight years from now, I'm like, no, well, I'll always stay in touch <laughs> yeah. with like my, the kids that grew up on my block. And then inevitably you go apart and like looking, I mean, you don't notice that you're growing apart when it happens, but then not until you look back on it, you're like, oh, shoot, I don't talk to so-and-so. I've been talking to them yeah. forever. Yeah, it can feel bad. And yeah. then. You don't really notice it when you're like when you're a kid and then you hang out with somebody that you hung out with when you were a child and then you hang out with them in high school. And it's like so bizarre. Yeah. Where it's like none of our values match up anymore. Yes. And then that ten like that can make it a bit easier to Mm -hmm. let it go. But then Uh it's also like but now I'm still like that lonely feeling right like we used to be fleeting we used to be tight yeah yeah i think i think the starkest example i i like that have happened in my life like multiple times is co is like the co-worker friendship like i've had yeah uh, it's happened to like a smaller extent in different jobs but there was two jobs i've had in particular where like a group like the group itself felt like we bonded like we were tight as a family almost like while we were in this job like hating this job together and like having to do this every day and like seeing each other all the time and we would like hang out outside of work and we were like really close and then both those jobs as soon as I was gone <clears throat> none of us hung right. out anymore mm-hmm. and it's just like heartbreaking yeah, it's like those like hard. I think back of those memories and it's like these yeah. people were like I was so close to them like right. they were I saw them every day more than like I talked right. to them more than anybody else and now it's just like I'll, like uh, sometimes I'll see those people and it's just like I'll look at them I'm like we had our job we had in common like we have right. nothing else in common like yeah. I guess yeah. so, uh, to some extent we have the same values because of like how we viewed our job we like we were able to bond over like certain emotions or certain feelings there but it's like as soon as we we have that focus taken away or whatever it's yeah just, that's like, when the nothing. anxiety kicks into play because they're like oh they like me for me and then you're like oh they just did they just kind of tolerate me because they were forced to be in the same room with me like, <laughs> right oh yeah, yeah. that's a good point Sorry, didn't mean to no no that's <laughs> yeah no thought, it's but. it is a good thought and um i feel that too i want to call out certain 
places of work, <laughs> but places. I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't invite me to go bowling. Oh, <laughs> whatever. No. All right. No, I don't know. Whatever. See, well, whatever. Was, oh, sorry. I've forgotten yeah. about it. The, at one of my jobs, I was the one who didn't go and hang out with people because I was like, I'm too cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay home, get high. <laughs> sleep way too often to podcast and so I have to like keep backing it up like to get through an episode or uh-huh. Harry Potter miss. on tape is the best thing to fall asleep to yeah. for sure I feel like that's cheating I feel like I feel like cheating audiobooks are cheating I get how are there rules there's no rules okay no, there's no rules and there's no there's cheating there's multiple ways to learn I get it but I'm a visual learner I'm not talking about learning I'm just talking about falling asleep yeah, falling, yeah. Oh, cheating yeah. on falling asleep or cheating yeah. on learning cheating on reading <laughs> cheating, cheating on, on reading. reading. Cheating. I didn't say I was reading. I'm just saying audiobooks are cheating. You're robbing yourself uh, of a, an enriching cheating, experience. Cheating on what? You're robbing you're, yourself you're playing, of a truly you're, you're enriching experience. You're playing fast experience. and loose with the term cheating. You're cheating. That's cheating it. on what? Cheating on what? Yourself. You're cheating <laughs> yourself of an enriching, enriching experience. Okay, but I've already read the Harry Potter books. Hmm. Well, then what are you wasting your time for? To help me fall asleep. <laughs> that was the, old, that was the only sense. reason I brought it up. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it makes sense. Like Just it, drink it logically, Just like, drink Logically, alcohol. it checks out. Drink alcohol. alcohol. Okay. Then the- <laughs> Get high. Fall asleep. Everyone, all doctors recommend full night there's, sleep on alcohol and weed. There's just no right or wrong in the situation. I just listen to Harry Potter to, mm, to fall asleep. You're cheating yourself. All right. <laughs> Okay, this is the low stakes act, obviously. <laughs> no, yeah. I I think that gonna... my opinion here is the better one to have. You're robbing yourself if because you could fall asleep reading Harry Potter. You'd probably fall asleep faster because your eyes get tired. I will uh, say I like the phrase cheating on reading. Yeah, cheating, okay. it sounds good. All right, cheating, okay. on, cheating reading. on reading. Cheating on reading. Cheating on reading. Yeah. Yeah. You can get like a. I can, just like to chant. Yeah. yeah, we could start a riot based on those words. No, I like the audiobooks better. Because he does fun voices, and Ooh, I like that. Who, who reads it? Uh, Jim Dale is the narrator for all Jim da- seven Jim Harry Potter books. I don't know who that is, and I'm just I'm telling you who it is. Oh. It's, it's, <laughs> I thought I was supposed to know the no, name. No, it's just he's only known for being the the narrator for Harry Potter. I want. I think if if friend of the show Caleb Hepker read all the Harry Potter books and did all the voices, I would. Can you do a British accent? Uh, sure. Yeah. Can you do one? Sure. Let's hear it. No, I'll put Caleb's <laughs> in an actual short. Mine's a sure in quotes. Can you do any accent? I can do it, lots of accents. <laughs> All right. You want to hear my John Lee? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. God. I can't. I can do an English accent. I do a Kevin But it's like an amalgamation of every different dialect I've ever heard. And so right. it, usually it works best when we're doing like Belling Hamlet, which is All our right. Shakespeare format let's, at let's, the upfront. Let's hear like your no. best shot of the dead. 
Oh, no. All right. All right. All no, right. you're putting me on the spot. I was going right. to say, in the Shakespeare format, yeah. it's easy because you can, like, you basically hear other people's accents, or I can do uh, a southern accent, and it's the same one. It's like an amalgamation of dialects, or, mm-hmm. like, I'll start doing it, and so sometimes I'll get, like, the, you know, I don't know, the I syrupy. I feel like you're going like, to explain a lot of it, but then not do it. I don't want to. I'm not right, confident in my voices. Right. That's like, do it. It's like a sore spot for me. Right. I want to get better at them so I can feel confident. Like, I never do the game, make right. it better, make it worse, make it Scottish, because you have to do a Scottish accent right. on command, and I can't do it. It's terrifying. Okay. We're Kate, not going to ask so you no to do accents. Ex- no, I mean, okay. it's not, is it not going to happen? Caleb's the accent guy. All right. So no accents. Now, now I feel like All I'm right. letting both of you down Whatever. and the audience. And the I never made a promise to do okay. any accent no, at any fine. moment. There's not that's a point. I, no. no, that's no. Because now if I did it, Scott it's been built free. up to No, here's the thing. Great, great, great one. Here's the thing. It's like now I want to do one, but it's been built up to. I, I will only let you down, and I can't do that before I move, John. I can't let you down. Okay. Yeah, not that. Okay. All right, the window is closing. Because if you're doing an accent nope. now. Okay. No accents. Right, I'm not going to ask you to do an accent. Thank girl. you. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> John Lee do an accent. Okay, I'll I'll do the I'll do the the aliens from from uh Phantom Menace. Okay. All right. Oh my oh god. No. Whoa! Oh no. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, that sounds like them. It no. does. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as yeah. an accent because it's just a like that's an accent. You, you did it's like the gu- you did it's one a, That's not an accent that, that anyone okay. uh droid the cuss. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Um, uh, which is that's it's pretty okay that movie's bad it's bad and that, you saw yeah. it for the first time like one yeah. as a 24 year old yeah yeah what was the main thing you took away from phantom menace phantom menace was the first one okay yes. yeah. yeah racism was was there and a lot of racism it was she was a big part of it yeah um the aliens the the guy the slave the slave owner is like jewish yeah like, yeah i don't know like every like he like single-handedly well, offends it, like eight cultures like, he like know. owns slaves but they like <coughs> make it the most pleasant slave right yeah. he's like charming of yeah. all time yeah, yeah it's like not a big deal it's right. like not a moral plot point in the yeah. movie right. at all it's just like oh yeah this is part of it right. this is and they don't the like movie. they don't like infer that they could be slaves like they use the word slave yeah, like, yeah. yeah. and they just are yeah. slaves yeah yeah. And then, well, they're like being bought and sold and traded and like yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they could have been like, oh, like Anakin, he's poor, like he's lower class, but they're like, they didn't have to make him a slave. Well, like, and, like, and like Anakin was sad to say goodbye to his mom, but they were just kind of like, like he, he basically just got bought by right. slave yeah. traders and yeah. st- taken from his mother. Yeah. Like to have a quote unquote better life. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like, he, they basically just came but in. Both, what are the race? So it makes <laughs> no difference. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like uh. Kira Knightley and uh, <laughs> yeah, what is her so name? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman thing. Yeah. Why? I can't believe Kira Knightley. It confused me, and I didn't crazy. understand. Yeah. I think that was partially our fault because we kept trying to point out. Oh, I get those different. two mixed up, anyways. Yeah, just me in too. My life. That's the thing. I was like, why would they do this? Like, I wouldn't yeah. have known the difference. I wouldn't have even noticed the difference. I mean, the fact is that you're not supposed to know the difference. Oh, at the right, end, right, it's right. like it's revealed That's that a there's reveal. a difference, but we told you beforehand. But it's like so really think... messed up, honestly, that they would play with me like that. Because like, <laughs> right. they look so similar they do. and they have, you know, the same way about them. Uh, so attack, that was upsetting. And then we saw Attack of the Clones. 
Yeah, that one was bad too. What is Attack of the Clones about? I don't Pushing know. for both of you. There oh, was... I fell asleep. So the thing is, <laughs> the clones were attacking, right? But the clones I don't remember were... the clones attack. Well, they I was asleep for the attack. If anything, they defend. They don't Wait, what they happens? Defend. When do they get all the clones? When do the clones come into play? The clones they... don't really, uh, quote unquote, attack or like engage in any physical activity until the end of the movie. Yeah. And, it's, and the clones save the Jedi. Okay. So I wouldn't. I fell asleep for they that. They don't attack anybody. They just like. Yeah, they make it sound like that's going to be the whole movie, and right. that's going to be the the bad part that they have right. to defeat. But right. that then yeah, it ended up right. saving. Right. Somebody. It's just Star Wars attack Episode Two. Clones, clones are there. Yeah. Not attack but of that's, the clones. That doesn't sound as cool. So like, what are right. some alternate titles? Like, there's Star Wars. Clones are there. Uh, clones are there. Star Wars. Star Wars. The defense, clones. Defense of the clones. Defense of the no, clones. The, the clones defend the Jedi. Uh, Star Wars Episode Two. Uh, I mean, it could have just been the Clone Wars. Django Fett. Star mm. Wars Episode 2, Purple Lightsaber makes an appearance. Star Wars Episode 2. two. Clone Wars. Star Wars Episode 2, I don't remember what happened. Yeah. I'm having a okay. hard time. Yeah. Well, they start out in the city, which I actually think is a cool part of the movie, because you get to see this like big space city. That doesn't really happen much in the other... They like, don't, they they don't they start on the city. They show like villages, right? Like In, in other uh, Star Wars movies. This is like the first one we really get a big sense of like the big city, the big space city. I thought talking was... about like that, the speeder chase like the beginning of the yeah, film? Yeah, the speeder chase. Yeah. They go to the diner. They go to like... They're like inside... <laughs> they're inside they different locations. Well, they see... They're like at the Republic or whatever, and they can yeah. see the city, and it's like... Oh, you actually get the sense that this is a thriving space town. Okay, I like gotcha. that. I t- yeah. credit where credits due. I like they, that they, they did explore more of the space town. But that also could have been written in one second. Like, all right, there's yeah. a space city, there's a space town. Yeah, and there's Spaceville. also a diner and probably a bowling alley. They go yeah. to a bar. They go to that bar with the, with the assassin, right? They go to a bar. Yeah, with the assassin. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like reminiscent of. Uh, uh, the, of, um, the bar and Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly the same. Like, yeah, Obi-Wan, should... like, cuts off someone's cuts off someone's arm, just like in the just yeah. like in episode four. And then yeah. those bugs yeah. try to get Queen Amidala. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was uncomfortable. Weird-ass and bugs. Anakin's just watching her sleep. Oh, yeah, yes. Anakin is so Anakin sleepy. Is sleepy. He's terrifying. Oh, the worst. God, their, their courtship is gross. It's so gross. Weird. Yeah. And oh, it's... God, it made me so uncomfortable the whole oh. time. Well, she's just basically... Like, at no point does she ever show interest in him romantically. Like, yeah. the whole time she's just kind of like, okay, Anakin, right. you're pretty weird and, like, yeah. 10 years younger than me and, like, I'm not cool with this. And then all of a sudden they're in love. And I, I don't know how that yeah. jump get, may, happens. And from the first movie to the second movie, Anakin ages so much, but Natalie Portman does not <laughs> yes. at all. So oh it's, like, gosh. really creepy. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I guess that that is, like, suspension of disbelief because she's supposed to be, how old is she in the first movie? She's supposed to be 14. Which, that's yeah. the stretch. Yeah. So yeah. I could believe that she... Wait, is she really supposed to be 14? She's supposed to be 14. And he's supposed to... He's like 10, right? And he's 10, yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. supposed to be four years yeah. apart in that movie? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. She looked like 20. Yeah. But I could buy him being 20 and her being 24 in the second movie. In the second yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's yeah, just crazy. The stretches in the first one that she looks too old. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. that's... I think that's the yeah. bigger issue, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else inspires you besides Star Wars... Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace. Uh, what are you? What are you watching? What are you reading? Don't yawn, Kevin. Oh, it's eleven eighteen at night. What right. inspires me? It's warm in here. Comedically, who are you listening to? What are you watching? What oh, are your man. favorite movies? Oh, what man. are you reading? What are you music listening to? What are you musically listening to? What um, audiobooks do you fall asleep to? I don't fall asleep to audiobooks. It's cheating on reading. 
Um, How could you ever do such a thing? No, I don't know. I think that I get inspired randomly. And so uh, if I'm in a... If I'm if I'm in a good mood and I'm walking around town, <laughs> I know that sounds so dumb, walking but it's like sunshine. walking around town in a good mood and I'll write some jokes. Yeah. Um, but I'll like I'll be able to write some things in my notes and then be able to turn them into jokes when I feel like it. But that may not be until like months later. And so I guess uh, just writing stuff down. Um throughout the day and just like living my day walking around town town, (laughs) living life and then of course like i'll start thinking about it i'll start thinking about comedy and stuff like that right before i um am on a show like Mm -hmm. if it's the day before they'll be like well what happened to me last week so it it can it can kind of go that way uh i think that (coughs) i get inspired when i see people doing stuff that I want to do. So I, I don't know. I'm trying to think recently. What like the two dope queens? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been pretty inspired by, by them. They're fun. Um, sorry, this answer is this answer's bad. I'm having a hard time with it for no, whatever reason. The question is bad. Blame the question ah, blame. asker. Especially yeah. when the question asker is, is John, John Lee. No. He can take it. It wasn't I bad. Criticism. I, I can't. If anybody right. ever told me my questions were bad, yeah, we would have would, to shut down this I would whole kill thing. myself, John. Yeah. So don't ever yeah. do it. But this whole thing. Being <laughs> Just Kevin's kidding. Life. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want it. That's not a manipulation. Tell me when my questions are bad. I'll be fine. I'll make a fuss <laughs> about fine. it. I'll deflect with sarcasm, <laughs> but I'll be fine, and we can move on. The question was fine. I just the don't know what, ins- what are you watching what right now. Me. That's an easy question. <laughs> I haven't been watching a lot, but I've been playing The Sims a lot. Oh, which Sims? Uh, Sims Four. <coughs> oh, I haven't played that one. Yeah, Is so it good? it's okay. You can have emotions now, and so okay. I've made a room. <laughs> nice, <laughs> it's, nice. Yeah, it's pretty pretty advanced to get emotions, <laughs> um, and you can like make emotional paintings and put them on the wall. And define so, emotional wow. like. Like, like you can paint paint when you're like angry, and then it'll make an angry okay. painting. Paint, oh, I like that. Yeah, paint when you're sad. It makes sad painting focused, inspired. Ooh, um, that's cool. Flirty. Okay. Ooh. So, Isn't that like erotic art that you can put on the walls? <laughs> um, it's usually just like picture, like pictures of like stick people holding hands. Like that's mm, what it erotic. turns out. So use being. your imagination. Mm, yeah, yeah, and so. Uh, you can put those in the rooms, and so what I've done, I this doesn't necessarily inspire me. It's just what I've been doing <laughs> no, lately. No, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to hear about it. Is like I made a house all that have specific uh, emotions attached to them. So you walk into one room and you feel sad, and then you oh, walk nice. into the next room and then you feel angry. And there's a punching bag you can punch. Okay. Oh man, I wish, then, this was, I wish this was my life. That would be great. Me too. I because yeah. I have trouble, especially with anger. I have trouble like feeling anger so I want to <laughs> actually like feel anger sometimes it'd be cool if you could just do that by going into a room <laughs> 
Speaking uh, of angry, you're like balled up both angry. fists. Like, mm, this is what angry people do. Uh, and then there's like another room where you can go in and feel inspired, and then you can that would write. Be awesome. If I that could would just be great. Compartmentalize all of my emotions. Yeah. Like, what emotion do I want to feel today? And then I would have been able to answer that question. I'd be like, my inspiration room inspires me. I'll tell right. you that. Yeah, we could yeah. just walk down to the inspiration yeah. room. Yeah. yeah. And then the angry around. room just has like a bunch of punching bags. Yeah. And then the happy room. What would be in your happy room? So there is no happy room. Oh, but wow. what, what, is that like a oh, is that symbolic? Yeah, is that symbolic of like? <laughs> I don't know. I think that you get happy when you're just like you. You can't make a happy painting. You can just be happy oh. normally. So about, that's like the default, I guess. Do you think that you need to be sad to make good art? Uh, on The Sims, you do. No. <laughs> the Sims, for Sims sure. For sure. Yeah. You need to be depressed. Confirmed. So I don't know because I don't want to perpetuate the stereotype that like you have like that you have to be sad to make good art because it it also kind of gives the narrative that like oh like if Picasso wasn't sad then we wouldn't have had that cool painting we wouldn't have been successful and it's like well I'd rather him have like a you know a good life I'd rather him be like a happy person than like because people kind of make it like um, like, oh, it was all worth it, and mm-hmm. we're really glad that you were sad so that we could have this. And totally, like, yeah. right. it should, it, and and like, mm, it should yeah. be more of a thing of like, um, this came out of that period of time, and that's valuable, but it shouldn't be like, get re- like, you can't have that without the period of time where you're sad and where yeah, you're, right. you know, dealing with. Uh, mental illness and stuff like that. So I think that there's a correlation, but I don't know if I would want to say that they're totally related yeah. for that reason. That was a throwback yeah. to season one. That's a throwback, throwback to, to season one. It's also a throwback to Ryan's episode. Who, like, it feels very strongly that it is required. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we didn't ask him that because we're right. like, we're just kind of like, like, yeah, no one needs it. And he's like, ask me the question. And we're <laughs> yeah. like, do you think it's necessary? Hell yes, it's necessary. And I was like, oh, well, he's like the only one to say that on the whole show. Yeah. Yeah, do people usually wrong. give my answer? Of uh, like, well, we, we only did you it for said the first. It. So we had kind of like a thesis yeah. in this first season, and we like kind of asked people about that. And then we kind of came to, I think you, our conclusion was similar to what you were saying, is our right. feeling of like, there's definitely like, it seems like there's this connection or whatever, or right. like, mm-hmm. you know, sad, tortured people. Maybe like, they're just, yeah, whatever it is, like that seems to happen a lot, but it's it also can't be necessary. Right. And like, yeah, we don't want to <coughs> romanticize that of like that. It, oh, it's only art if it's sad or like yeah, if they yeah. were sad. Yeah. But and then yeah. so when Ryan came on the show, he was like anticipating us asking that question. Uh-huh. But at that point, we had already decided like we're not going to ask that question anymore. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, he's the only one on the show to ever say that. It's, I think I it's remember necessary. that, and I yeah. think that I've talked with him about it, about that before, and he's kind of just been like, "I don't really see it in any other way." Like that's <laughs> well, like everyone, everyone on the I've, process disagrees. <laughs> everyone I've you know met that's been you know creative or yeah. whatever has mm. has well, dealt with that. I guess but. we're wrong then. But I mean, I would like to believe or. I don't know. I don't know what I believe. I'd like to believe that like everybody's dealt with these things at some point in their life mm-hmm. or they're going to at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it That's true. it's kind of like how you deal with it and how vocal and open you are about it. Cause there are some folks that like 
they feel anger and depression and anxiety and all this, but it manifests in totally different ways. Right. Mm. And so, yeah. So are we, you know, talking to them about it? Like, I don't know. We don't give a shit. We don't (laughs) care care about the creative process only. You punching walls? I don't care. Yeah, I will not have an accountant on this show. Yeah. (laughs) Creatives only. Yeah. We are an elite group here on the process. We're an exclusive group. Right. We are here for creative people, and we are made by creative people. Playing, playing fast and loose with the term elite. Yeah, this is yeah. The, and the term cheating. I just want to make it clear. I, I like was joking. Fast and loose. I was joking. I would right. have loved to have an accountant on this show. Yeah, season five, six. six. Season six, season accountants six. only. We're moving to Yahoo and accountants only. How does depression affect <laughs> your accountant process? Well, I don't think our viewership would. Yeah. Plummet. Honestly, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Never mind. It do would numbers do make well. you sad? They make yeah. me sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we talk about creative process, but, like, there's a Why process for everything. Talk about a non-creative process. Yeah, you're right. What right. if we found, like, a like a like just a happy, regular person that wow. has nothing? Boring. It's super boring. boring. I want season six to be the boring season. <laughs> Normies. 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 Right. Let's start a chant. All right. Norm- that was the proper use of the term Normie. Right. I, I was see it, it now. I don't know if it was. Yeah, yeah chanting. Well, Normies, <laughs> no, Normies I, I feel like it's a term... You have to use like slightly condescendingly, but okay. like that condescension has to be kind of ironic, but it can't be too ironic because then you're just up your own ass and you're like yeah. just pretentious. Yeah. So it's like just the right amount of like yeah. pretension where it's like funny and like kind of like. I think we literally just found it. Yeah. Ironically chanting, chanting? it. Because yeah. it's definitely it's definitely a derogatory <laughs> term where you're like, oh, normies. Like yeah. you're, you're yeah. like basically qualifying yourself as a non-normie. Which means that you've got like weird or interesting interests, and that's kind of how oh, I always take it. And yeah. the normies are the ones they're just like taking in the Marvel movies. They're listening right. to Harry Potter on audiobook before they go to sleep. Oh. <laughs> that's me. That's some normie fucking that's content, me. John. That's me. <laughs> I did see you at a Red Robin once. I feel like that yeah. was pretty normie Ooh, behavior pretty normie. of both of yeah. us, yeah. of yeah. all of us. Yeah. 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 Right I mean, now. you were there, too. I know. Okay. I, I said okay. it both right. of us. Okay. Okay. I interviewed okay. for a job there, and they were like, we're going to call you back. This was a good interview. And then they just never and did. they were like, he's wow. not normie enough. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And my friend Trevor was trying to get me that job, and he like went to the manager. He's like, hey, like, why didn't you follow up? He's like, oh, yeah, I should do oh. that. And then he's like, no, he's got another job. He doesn't yeah. want this job anymore. You would have hated it. I would have fucking hated yeah, that job. Thank God I yeah. got a job at the Bagelry in downtown Bellingham, yeah. Washington. Everybody go to the Bagelry. Yeah. I good. highly recommend. I like good. the Bagelry. I like mm. the Bagelry. Mm-hmm. What's getting? Do we tell you about the takeaway? No. Oh, what's your favorite cereal? Uh. Oh yeah, we missed the, we yeah. missed a few guests yeah. asking that one. I like you. I Ew? thought Captain Crunch. That's not true. Captain Crunch is great. It's definitely you. No, it's just not my favorite. It cuts on my oh. mouth. I don't like that. Yeah, that's okay. true. Um, okay, I like. Talk uh, about Captain Crunch a lot on this podcast, so maybe that's what you're thinking. I do about. like Captain really? Crunch. Yeah, oh. Crunch Berry. I go yeah. back and forth between preferring Captain Crunch regular and Captain Crunch. Berries. The berries is better than regular. I like. Sure. I go back and forth for sure. Honestly, okay. I think Wormy. favorite just. <laughs> It's a complicated Reese's opinion. Reese's Puffs. Yeah. Those are good. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've only ever had those like one time in my life. What? I don't know. You of all people? Know. Reese's Puffs? That's a plot twist. Well, I don't, I'm not a fan of Reese's. I like Reese's Pieces all, like a lot. Uh-huh. Okay. Like more than the regular okay, Reese's Puffs is the best of those three things. It goes Reese's Puffs, and then Reese's Pieces, and then Reese's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups yeah. are pretty... 
Reese's I really Puma like cups. Reese's peanut butter cups. And in terms of like what I'm gonna eat for breakfast, of course, Reese's pups. Yeah. I mean, Reese's is not for breakfast. I don't like pups. Cocoa puffs, never been like yeah, they're fine. Are okay. Reese's peanut butter. God, I'm gonna want some right now, actually. That sounds uh, really good. What are some other puffs? Are those uh, the only two okay. puffs? Peanut butter puffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the peanut butter at Captain Crunch is also a puff. Oh, uh, I don't like yeah. that either. Yeah, and then tricks are puffs too. Which well, is okay, terrible. But tricks are good. Tricks are good. Kids now get gypped because the tricks are just puffs. But when the, when we were kids, the tricks were actually. I saw a tweet. Oh, yeah. I, I did yeah. not verify the the truth value of this tweet, but I saw a tweet that today actually that was talking about tricks, and it said that before the '90s it was the balls, and it, it once oh, in really? the '90s they changed it to shapes, and then in like the 2000s they changed it back to balls. Oh wow! Yeah, I felt like you said balls. the balls like that was the balls. The balls, the tricks, the balls. That was the, the balls. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, you switched the, the tricks them. shapes. That was the balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wonder why they did. It. I, I wonder if like two thousand kids, they just couldn't handle the shapes. It also seems no, like it, it would it's certainly be it's, cheaper to it's, make. It's cheaper balls. to put the per- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just for some reason you you they're you too sweat. small they're too small to be puffs. There's no way they're puffs. I was like, they're balls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you switched from referring to as puffs to balls. So this is this is like tangentially related, but like when I was working at Whole Foods, there were oh, there were peanut butter there were peanut butter balls, peanut butter. but but. <laughs> But, like, I have a specific memory of shaking them going, peanut butter puffs. (laughs) And I always still call them peanut butter puffs and in that same way. But then when I went to Whole Foods recently, I saw that they were peanut butter balls. (laughs) John is losing at the word balls over here. Peanut butter balls. Peanut butter balls. But I don't like that. I like puffs better. Yeah. Anyway, I just choose to believe that they're (laughs) peanut butter puffs. (laughs) How are you okay. doing, John? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I thought it was so funny because we were just talking about puffs for so long, and then we like came across tricks, and you're like, "Those are balls!" Like, why are those balls? But not they're smaller. Puffs. puffs they're like, you what qualifies a puff? They're as a up. puff. They're puffed as a, up, as a opposed big, to a ball. Big ass puffs, little tiny balls. <laughs> <laughs> that's the. That's how it, it is. is. The thing. <laughs> that is what they say. Oh boy. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, well, let's get into the takeaway. So, what the takeaway is, uh, and we've we've gotten into content that could have been the takeaway, but so you're gonna have to come up with something brand new that you haven't said before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but if we like, if people fast forwarded to just this sound clip uh, and had to be left with something, what would you want them to be left with? And it can be advice, but it doesn't have to be. It can be whatever you want it to be. It's most people give advice just as a point of reference, but it doesn't have to be. Okay, so and something I haven't said before. I mean, I guess if you like really want to repeat yourself, yeah. if you really want to synthesize, but if they're fast forwarding, yeah, that's oh, then, wow, never thought yeah, about that. Well, yeah, well, you, right. you, you, you call my bluff. I want them yeah. to hear the things all that right, I said all right, before. All right, What's Go th- rewind and listen no, to the whole episode. No, what? <laughs> that's my right, takeaway. That's a good takeaway. No, no okay. was, is that it? Okay. No, um, yeah, whatever you no, want. No, I can do. Sorry, I can do a real takeaway. Um. Well, that was the real one, and let's just do a fake one, a backup one. <laughs> okay, fine, backup one. Uh, advice about creativity or whatever you want. Whatever it's I your want. takeaway. Yeah, like, oh, these kinds of questions yeah. stress me out. If the you can't the talk. last takeaway was uh, schedule your next dentist appointment. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So that one, but that, that yeah. one generally, I mean, it was, I think it had a greater meaning, which was like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> and yeah. he was referring to your teeth. <laughs> uh, so that was the last takeaway. Generally, it's about the creative process. Mm-hmm. One of the, one well, of the takeaways like, was it's like, like it's live a, your life as a cat. Well, it's usually like a gem that has like helped you, like it, something that's like helped you in your life or like in your creative life of like some, some something you wish like someone had told you, which we kind of already did, which is why I wanted like something new. But so, oh, okay, I guess yeah. I didn't I didn't touch on this. I kind of did, but but didn't really get into it. Mm-hmm. I um I've been having fun. Yeah, <laughs> yay. Yeah, uh, I've been having fun on stage, cool. and I've been having fun writing, and I've been having fun with every creative. Um, endeavor I've mm-hmm. been doing and then that's the only reason it matters to me yeah. and then and then it makes me do better and in, in stand up totally. wise um, and then if I am not having fun then don't do it and don't mm-hmm. then just take a break it's fine you got a twitter I got a twitter it's Cheryl my name spelled C-H-E-R-Y-L Kennedy <laughs> it's pretty stupid anyway uh, K-E-N-N-E-D some good tweets E-H Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm at like the Firefly, you know, at on Monday nights. Bellingham. Cool. Bellingham stuff. John, you any plugs? Nope. Uh, I got my Twitter at Candorscore Hoog. Uh, this was the last real episode of the process ever. Uh, not ever. We'll ever. have one. We'll have more. Mm, no. One day, not over. for a long time. Yeah. Not for at least like six nope. months to a year. Dang. But we'll be back. Nope. And we have one bonus episode left. Uh, uh, maybe. John's depressed. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm deflecting. But, I, uh, I've been crying all week. About the I balls, don't need though, to cry right me, now. That's making me happier. Yeah. Think about those <laughs> balls, John. <laughs> that bit was the ball. <laughs> I want to bring that around. That was the balls. <laughs> In the 90s, we said the bomb. 2000s, we didn't say anything cool. 2010, 2010s, the balls. The balls. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheryl, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Hit that button. All right. Hit it. Okay. Ball. Wow. Thanks for listening to the process. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard here today, be sure to subscribe over at soundcloud.com slash the process of John and Kevin or any podcasting app. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the process of John and Kevin. Follow us at process podcast on Twitter. Or if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash the process. Uh, and John, what do we got next week? Well, next week is our last episode. Potentially yeah, ever. We have two returning guests, the only two people that were available. Lee Cox, <laughs> Lee and, Cox Ryan and Ryan Cudahy. It's a roast on them. It's funny because they're here in the room right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Great. That was a good contribution. Yeah. I'll edit that. I'll splice it into the intro. All, All right. right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone.